this one comes from this gentleman named Koopa Troopa. Okay. Um, he wants to know how the next generation of students become collectors. Okay, let's go. I like that. Um, so if he means, so it's funny he asked that because me and him did have a little bit of a conversation around it, but <laughs> basically, basically, uh, and, and I, I started to tell you this a little bit before the podcast started, but like I, I recently spoke at, at the Bandier program uh, in Syracuse. Bill Ward had me out there. Um, he used to be the head of Billboard. Now he teaches there. Um, incredible dude. Uh, and I spoke to their music industry program, which is like the best music industry program in the US. Like it's like cream of the crop, right? Um, not gonna lie, I was a little bit nervous because I was like, in a weird way, like a lot of the conversation around NFTs, especially to kids, is kind of like, it's like the snake oil salesman like situation really. And it's like, a lot of them think that it's like circulated around like a bunch of like finance tech bros and whatnot. So, but I, I kind of like went into the conversation open-minded and like after I gave the talk, um, I was on the panel there with, with David Greenstein. Um, there were like two types of kids that came up to me, right? Like the first batch of kids were kind of like, were kind of like, oh man, like you kind of demystified that for me. Like, I'm glad I got to hear it from like an artist's perspective. Like this makes a lot more sense to me. Like, I think a lot of them were thinking that like everything involves royalties. Like, why would you do it if it doesn't like, you know, j- just a lot of general lack of information, not because it's a lack of knowledge, just because there's a lack of like good resources out there, you know? And I think they just really needed to hear it from like someone else. The other group of kids that came up to me were like, oh, I discovered Gorgeous because of this. I discovered this. I, I really fuck with your music, whatever. And if you look at like any cultural movement that has like historically mattered, like whether it's in fashion, whether it's music, whether it's art, film, TV, whatever, it's all started with kids. It started with kids who like, because kids don't have like a lot of like play money. Like, like when I was a kid, I didn't have any money. And so like when I spent $300 to go to like a music festival, that's all the money I had. But I like cared so much that I wanted to go with like all my friends. Like I wanted to like share this like moment with all of them. And like a lot of other kids feel that way. And to me, like I started to have the realization that like music NFTs, I don't think are going to be like super cool until kids really give it that kind of a cosign because, and I think in a lot of ways, what that looks like is making them as accessible to them as you can. Cause like I said, like kids don't really have, they, they, not only do they not have money, or at least, you know, I didn't. And most of my friends didn't like growing up and like, especially when I was like in college and whatnot, they, they definitely don't have like, they're not going to like take the little money that they make from like, I worked in the mailroom, for example, like the little money they, they make from the mailroom to like go buy ETH. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not necessarily the most practical thing. And so for me, um, you know, I, I was like, okay, one, one, this is a really powerful application here of like a free man, right? It's like really the only thing that a kid's that kids need here is like, they, they will need some sort of a, of a, of a wallet. Like they would just need a MetaMask and that's really like all they would need. And they would just need to learn how to hit like mint and they would need like $30 worth of ETH to like for right. gas, like worst case scenario, $20, $10, whatever it is. Right. And so, but I think that it is absolutely essential for kids to start to get into this ecosystem with like the minimal amount of money required, because it really starts to put them in a world of being like, a vinyl collector or like a CD collector or someone that really feels like they're like involved with this artist in a meaningful way. Like there was a kid there, Michael DeVestia, um, at, at the Bandier program, Michael owns, by the, when I was there, he owned 22 music NFTs on sound bro had, he had bittersweet. He had honey. He had, he had two, uh, yeah, I think he had two copies of ball. Like shout out Michael. But, like, yeah. And, and he, and he, he, he was hip with like everything. He was hip with Rio. He was hip with like black honey. He was hip with TK. Like he knew like these people, you know what I mean? And I was like, 
like, that's kind of where I had the moment of like, dude, like this is kind of the next generation. Like this is what's going to make it really cool. You know, like, I immediately went to my agent and I was like, I need to set up like a bunch of shows at colleges. Like I want to talk to the kids. Like I want to do all that. You know what I mean? And so I think it's absolutely essential that, that kids think it's cool. And I do think that like to broaden a collector pool, just bring a lot of kids into it and make it as free and accessible as possible. Like don't ask them to spend money, like make it like, I like even like create a, a an ETH pool. Like I would contribute to it to like, just cover these kids gas prices. You know what I mean? Just like bring more people into it. 